Hi, this is Jerry Wicker of the Savvy Beach Bums Podcast, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story with my good friend Keisha B., a positive and uplifting member of the Inspire Network of Independent Podcasters. Prepare to be inspired. Welcome to Tell Me Your Story podcast, a podcast about real life stories from everyday people. Each episode, we dive into intriguing stories from all over the world. Now here's your host, Keisha B. Hey, storytellers, I have another fabulous story that I think everybody out there should pay attention to. Nothing's more important than our money. And I'm not going to say much more about it, but Nicole, tell me your story. Well, thank you so much for having me this morning. I really do appreciate it. Um, You know, as a parent, Uh, our first goal is to always protect and provide for our children. And so uh, when I became a first time homeowner in 2009, I I took to social media to help other moms uh, try to survive the home buying process. And in doing so, I realized that there were a lot of people who just didn't have the education. So I started uh, showing them how to budget, how to create a budget, how to maintain a budget, how to save like crazy. And it really became something, my passion really was pouring into this. Uh, But what a turn of events occurred when I realized that a lot of them were trying to get part-time jobs outside of the home. And I realized that a part-time job was important, but outside of the home was costing them more than what they were making. So it's like they were getting a part-time job just to pay the expenses, somebody to watch the kids. Right, right. Time away from the home. So I launched a virtual call center. And then I began to show these people how to uh, create that stream of income from the comfort of home. So now not only are you making money at home, you're getting some tax benefits, you're not out of the home even longer, and you still have a little bit more freedom than you had trying to work, be the Walmart greeter. Okay. Right. Right. My goal became to help a hundred women be in my call center so that all of us were making money together. Now, over the course of time, people were, 100 people have gone through the call center. It hasn't been 100 at one time, but <laughs> 100 have gone through the call center. So I think my goal has been 50% accomplished. <laughs> hey, we're getting there. <laughs> right. Some is better than none. So what I did after that was I was networking. I was finding business, uh, making business connections in the industry. And I ran into somebody who offered medical billing. So we, we I, I went into that venture and it turned out not to be, uh, let's just say, I'm going to call it what it was. It was a total scam. Okay. Oh, no. Yes, so talk. I, 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 we could have a whole segment on bad business deal. And oh, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for people who know me, they know that if I am involved in something and I brought other people into it, I couldn't just walk away from 
If it right. had just been me, myself, I could have just said, you know what, Uncle Sam, I done made a bad investment. He'd give me some credit for it and left it alone. But I had agents learning how to do medical billing, and I had about 23 of them. Mm-hmm. There was no way to just turn and walk away from that. So with some research, lots of prayers and some other connections, I found a rescue plan. And mm-hmm. not only did it start teaching them about medical billing, I began teaching them something so much more than medical billing and ventured into practice management. And that allows me to do two things to service doctors and nurse practitioners in their industry and um, streamline their office processes that, and then help them become more profitable. But I've also taken it a step further and developed a way to teach others to do the same thing. So there are my two streams of income in one industry and that industry of medical, with working with medical professionals is a multi-billion dollar industry. Oh, wow. See, I'm, I'm all for that. Each one, teach one. That's my motto. I yes, mean, ma'am. when you, when you grasp, some, grasp something, you grasp it and then push it back out into the community. That's how you grow your community. Um, tell me your backstory. Like, what is your, it, it seemed like you had, it seemed like you have a fascination with money or um, not, not more or less money, but you know, uh, finances and making sure that people are on the right path. What is your backstory? Well, I have two aha scenarios that happened okay. in my life. Uh, one was back in, oh my, about 17 years ago. Let's just put it like that. Uh, we were involved in a house fire. Um, my son at the time was three. Uh, I was staying with a friend. Uh, we, I was going through a divorce. So like a real pit bottom period in time in my life. For sure. And so that fire happened. My daughter had minimal injuries. I had minimal injuries. Oh, wow. but my three-year-old was on life support and so oh, no. while living in and for years palm sunday is when the fire happened easter sunday is when they took him off the machine and he was fine okay wow that is palm sunday and easter sunday have a total new meaning for me in my life and for a long time i had to reflect on that but at that time I got caught without a plan B. Remember, I'm living with a friend and her insurance company now tells her that because we're not blood related, they won't house me and my children. So what do I do? So it's back home with mom till I figure out. (laughs) We can always (laughs) depend on mom. We can always (laughs) depend on mom. But my kids instantly gain three new mothers. Okay, oh, wow. my mom and my two sisters. So that, that, that lies a problem when my children are standing in the middle floor and I'm telling them to do one thing and my sisters are telling them to do something else and they're going, well, who do I listen to? That oh. right there, it, it, it does not work. And so with the frustration of the overcrowdedness, you know, I just really had to make a decision for peace of mind. And I called a program called Catholic Cherries back in Chicago. And I said, listen, I need some help and I need it yesterday. And so the counselor explained they have two programs. I could either move into a shelter 
or I could go into their transitional housing. And for transitional housing, I needed to have an interview, fill out an application, have an interview, and in front of a selection committee. Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm going to either one or the other because I needed to get some structure for me and my kids. And I couldn't do it there with my mom and my sisters. So they did call me and I did get into the transitional housing. And um, in the process, my son is still going to the doctor, but I got to go back to work, right? Right. Privately held company. The owners had left notes and everything telling me, you know, hey, we're glad everybody is okay, but come see us when you get back. Great. You know, I'm feeling a little better. I'm still making phone calls. Is he okay? What's going on? This, that, and the other. I get to the owner's office and the secretary tells me, uh, well, you got to come back next week because they're on vacation in Hawaii. <sighs> okay, now I got an attitude. Because now I'm walking across this warehouse collect hearing people say, okay, let's make a payment. Let's make a payment. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. And these people, we are, hundreds of us are collecting money and making them money and they're on the beach. Right. I'm mad. Right. I'm mad at them. I'm mad at me. I'm mad at me that I hadn't put myself in a position to be able to do that same thing so that I could travel when I wanted to. But when I, when my family needed me, I could be there and our income wouldn't be impacted. So right. that was my first tap into my entrepreneurial journey. And I really did go hard in it for a while. And then I got complacent. And then I found what they say is a good government job. So I work for the federal government. And what took me back to that drive was a furlough. So the okay. first, so government furloughs impact employees significantly. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough that the last one that occurred three, you know, and lasted three months, mm-hmm. I was not impacted by that. That was the first year, and I praise praise all go to him that that was the first time in ten years we had a full budget for the year that we were not impacted by a furlough mm-hmm. because I don't know really where I would have done what I would have done being on a furlough for, for three months and still having to go to work. So that was me going back to my passion, back to my roots and what I call going back to the basics. Now it was time for me to grind because at that point I refused to be caught up in a, the aftermath of a furlough again and right. not have my business taking care of me the way I wanted to. So mind you, the furlough happened at the same time that this business deal went bad and I'm responsible for these 23 other people in addition to me and my children. So you want to talk about pressure, but I'll tell anybody, extreme circumstances will lead you to extreme measures to get you extreme results. Absolutely. And that is what has happened for me. And I'm all I want to do is share that with other people. The, um, the people that are in my community want something more. They want to be able to step outside their comfort zone, but that fear factor has them. And so I work on empowerment. I work on empowering them to see beyond what they can see. And a lot of them have just taken a leap of faith with me. And I'm really excited about the adventure we are on right now. Mm-hmm. So are you empowering just women or is it women and men? Or do you have um, a specific um, group of people that you try to appeal to? 
So I appeal to moms, uh, working women, but my platform will accommodate anyone who wants to do that. So men usually don't come into my community. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they I do have some there and they're usually invited by their significant other, their spouse, say, honey, look at what what's going on and I need you to help me out or, you know, or be on board. But mm-hmm. to, men usually don't. But when I tell you, um, the last webinar I had, I, there were about six guys on there and I told, I spoke to them specifically. The medical industry is a male dominated industry. And there are some physicians out there who just won't talk to to women. You're not on my level. So that is a perfect opportunity for them to be able to have those connections. So Mm -hmm. I don't um, eliminate anyone, but my my target is uh, working mom, working women, um, those who have the responsibility of not just caring for themselves, but so many others, the backboners of the family. Right, right. And um, what is your family life like now that you've created this empire? Well, my children are grown now. They're out doing their own thing. So it's just me and the puppy at home. (laughs) (laughs) I have one of those situations. (laughs) Yes, it's just me and the puppy. So, you know, know, I tell her she's got to go to the kennel. She goes to the kennel. I tell her to go outside. She goes outside. In situations (laughs) like this, I usually keep her inside because she likes to. She's a hunting dog. So she likes to bark at everything that goes by. Um, But it really has... uh, at this season, I won't say age, I'll say it's this season of my life, I'm beginning to pursue and uh, do more of the things that I want to do in life. And I'm really working towards uh, being able to fire my boss. And in order to get there in the timeline that I set for myself, my focus really is on helping others be able to do the same thing. Um, I tell people in my webinar, I want to do what Warren Buffett and Oprah Winfrey do. They get out there, they make their money, they don't pay attention to nobody else, and they don't have any problems. (laughs) They don't have exactly. They don't have that crab in a barrel problem. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what I want to be able to do because all my life I've been covered, and I don't, I don't preference what anybody else believes in. But I'll just say this part: God protects His babies and His fools, and sometimes I flip flop my status. So I'm always covered. And the blessings that I have had in both business, my personal life, my finances, I just want to be able to share them with other people because blessings are meant to be shared. And it's so much money to be made out here in an industry that's just wide open. If I brought in as many people as I know I can bring in to to utilize my services, I couldn't service them all. So why not have trained people with me to say, okay, well, you go see her, you go see him. And I believe that's how we all establish economic wealth together. Now for that young lady who's listening to you right now, and we do have a lot of women who listen to the podcast and she's struggling and she's trying to push through what you have already successfully have done. Um, what do you want to say to her? Call me. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, sometimes people, I would tell her if, if she's afraid to pick up the phone, think about this, where you sit today 
is where you were sitting a year ago, two years ago, but you don't have to be sitting there in a year or two years. Mm-hmm. We were God. We were not created to do this alone. It's so much to learn about the the business, and and that's the business of being an entrepreneur, being um, a successful entrepreneur, being a business owner. It's so many facets to learn. You just couldn't possibly learn them all by yourself. And I know that sometimes the entrepreneur journey is lonely. I've had so many people say, I don't know who I yeah. trust. I don't know. People don't want to help me because we do the same thing. Do you know how many people in this world? I could not service everybody if they all stood in line outside my front door. Right. I am telling that person, that young lady, that person who is being beat up by their family and friends that don't support them, people telling them that they can't do it. I'm here and I want to help you succeed. So reach out however you can. Do not be afraid. Fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real and as long as you let it hold you in one place you won't be successful but if you stand up and say I got this and I got a support system I want to help you feel empowered to conquer those fears and be successful absolutely well, that that was perfect so please tell everyone how they can get in contact with you um your business information, where you are, where they can follow you or like you on Facebook? Okay. On Facebook, you'll find me under my name as Nicole Johnson. Um, The tagline on there says Revenue Cycle Manager. Um, That is my official title in what I do. Uh, I do have a Facebook group where I do all sorts of Uh, teaching where I post uh, resources and we really talk about what is it that you need to conquer your fears and that group is called B and B practice management specialists so much more than medical billing so even if they just search medical billing my group will come up in the suggested groups on Facebook I am on Instagram and Twitter under B and B by Nicole and that's uh, the and is spelled out. My company is named after my children, Brianna and Brandon. So it's a B and B by Nicole. Um, and you know what? Sometimes they just want to pick up the phone. So if that's what they want to do, they can call me at 205-267-9840. And let me know that they heard me here on your podcast. And trust me, there will be some great rewards for that. But I have a <laughs> podcast here on Anchor as well. And it is awesome. Awesome. B and B by Nicole. Kind of, kind of try to keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start following you on that because I am just completely intrigued. And I think that what you're doing for women out there and what you've done for yourself and the example that you're leading for your children is just amazing. Very amazing. Thank you. I want to get us as a community to start leaving legacies. Legacies. Um, one of the things I told them in the last uh, webinar was that I asked them how much do they see um, their ideal income, annual income. And I just had to remind them that the numbers I was seeing was didn't match their dreams. 
So the highest uh, income was two hundred thousand per year, and that was by one person. The next closest was one hundred and twenty, and then everything after that was eighty and below. And I told them that in order to take care of those parents that they want to take care of to pay for college tuition um, and to be able to vacation as often as they'd like, that amount of money was not going to be sufficient. And I want them to dream bigger and imagine themselves making $50,000 a month. Wow. Do you know, Keisha, they couldn't figure that part out? Oh, man. And I think some people are afraid of success. Um, What do they do? What happens and how they become when they become successful? And what I want them to do in order to know how you will behave, you got to get there. Right. So get there first. (laughs) (laughs) And um, just elaborating on that fear of success, I, I, I do think that people are scared of being successful, but I think they're more scared of uh, being happy because maybe they come from a place where they were never happy and nothing went right. And then here's this wonderful thing and then they're being blessed with all these abundance of blessings. And then I think knowing what they know and conditioning themselves in that way, they need to recondition themselves to be happy and to be able to accept blessings and um, be able to just live a peaceful life. Exactly. And I think our families, and this is not for everybody, some families will play that guilt card on you mm-hmm. and who do you think you are? Right. You know, we, we have to we have to establish those healthy boundaries. And and speak to them. We have to let people know that, you know, hey, my office hours are 8 to 5. Don't contact me at 6.30. Demand that I answer. Um, But we also have to be content saying no. No is a complete sentence. Uh, Keisha, can I borrow $100? No. Why not? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm guilty. and, And I know you guys are listening to me out there. They're probably like, Keisha don't never say no. I always... I always call her in the middle of the night, whenever, and she'll give it to me. And you are so, I am learning to say no more often. Um, I have said no uh, a few times about different things. And I think it's kind of like, because we want to always be that person's protector and, um, you know, help always be the, the person that's the helper. Uh, or the, you know, the captain save, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and, um, yes. You know, you always want to be that person, but sometimes you need to save yourself and just keep it in your pocket because you just never know when your rainy day might hit. Keisha, let me tell you two things on based on what you just said. If you are forever being that, that captain save, mm-hmm. you become their crutch. Mm-hmm. You become that crutch to them and then they'll never make a change for themselves because they always know they can go get Keisha. Keisha going to always rescue them. But when we're on an airplane and they tell you if your mask falls down, what are you supposed to do? You have to put yours on first before right. you can rescue somebody else. Exactly. Sometimes, and I'm going to share just a little bit. I have a client now and she had surgery a few weeks ago. Her sister came down to help her and suddenly got ill 
and I mean deathly ill. Mm-hmm. Now her mom, their mom is blaming her because the sister got sick while she was there with her. Oh, wow. So it's a hard situation for her to be in. And in, com- in conversing with her, I told her, I said, listen, I've never been in this situation before, but what I will face is that none of this is safe. And you have to set boundaries and talk right. to your family and those of them, the the, bro- the other brothers and sisters that are supportive of your decision and that whatever decision you have to make because you're there with her, right. nobody else is there. Your mom has got to back off. So you have them talk to her and you make the decision. And she's like, Nicole, I keep asking myself, have I done enough? And she's like, I'm praying, asking, is this the right decision? I said, and at this point in time, you only make those decisions with the man upstairs. We have to do self-rescue, self-care first, and then take care of others. And that taking care of others has to have a boundary. Otherwise, it's always depleting Keisha, and there are never any deposits to Keisha, only withdrawals. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, you do feel, and I, I know that I'm speaking to some people right now, you, you just feel like you've always been that person's crutch so you got to keep continuing to be a, be that crutch because that's what that's what you know that's your your job and in, in the world but um you're right if you if you're always going to be their crutch then how how are they going to be able to learn the behavior to take care of themselves exactly. i mean it's you they just have to and um is that, that tough love yes yes and we definitely going to have to do what I know that you know about self-love. And I know that that is another podcast that we're going to have to do. <laughs> Ladies, you know she knows about self-love. Come on. <laughs> we have to. And, and it, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good thing for you. It'll be an even better thing for them. For sure. Well, is there anything else that you would like to say to the audience before we close out the podcast today? I want to tell them, if nothing else, I want them to find their dream and then magnify it. I want them to see themselves where they want to be so that they know how to act when they get there. I want them to keep educating themselves and there's any way I can help educate you and then elevate yourselves. If there's any way I can help elevate you, please don't be afraid to reach out. Education and elevation. Those are the two things that I want to make sure that they walk away with, that they can be educated and they can be elevated. That is amazing. Ladies, Guys, I hope you're listening to this today because this was powerful. And I just want to say thank you to Nicole uh, for coming on the broadcast and just uh, sharing her knowledge and her wisdom with us today. It was absolutely refreshing. And you can always uh, keep the conversation going on Facebook, on Tell Me Your Story podcast. We are on Periscope, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have all kinds of conversations going all, on all the different podcasts that we have done uh, so far. We're still new. Um, give us a minute. We'll, we'll definitely keep your interest. 
And that's it for today. And we'll see you again. Thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story. This podcast has been brought to you by your parent company, KC Products, LLC. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with us and keep the conversation going on Facebook and Instagram. If you love Tell Me Your Story, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.